I would just fail to mention that both Ryan and I are represented by WMA. Okay. We're we're William Morris till we die. Mostly because I I got laced in there because I thought it was Philip Morris and I wanted to be the next Joe Camel. So mm-hmm. neither of you laughed at that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 90 of 99100, the podcast counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your smoke-free host, Sparky Shelton. Um, and I'm your peanut butter, free your peanut-free table host, Jordan Granick. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. Oh, well, boys, we're into the 90s. We got 11 more episodes to go including this one um how are you boys feeling do you think we're gonna get it done do you think we're past the point of no return i think we were past the point of no return after we saw um the corruptor that was the third that was the third movie though yeah we i there was no way i'm wasting six (laughs) hours to not complete the whole fucking thing dude that That was a six hour movie no but (laughs) that the it took me six hours to watch it it was Uh, yeah that is like one of probably the most intense sunk cost fallacy of any of like the ratio of hours that you sunk in to hours that you committed to pretty damn high, <laughs> pretty damn high. Um, well, I made it to Stuart Little, so maybe I'll just quit now. That would be very funny because <laughs> you have been on the Stuart Little tip for you quite have a long been. time. So yeah. maybe we'll just find somebody else to do the last 10 episodes. This movie... Did we want to start? Did anybody else have any banter? I feel like we went a little light on the banter. I'm fine with it. I'll do a 30 minute episode. I I, I could have I could have had more banter, <laughs> but like I said, I'm on that time crunch. Jordan's on I the fucking lend clock. my professional expertise. Jordan's on the fucking clock. He's got yeah. he's got Vanity Fair calling. He's got the fucking Hollywood Insider. Wanting I to know. do no. I I do now have access to Vanity. Um, yeah, to Vanity's Entertainment Access. Well, you would tomorrow because it's currently January right. 23rd. Right, it's January 23rd. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I heard recording. that I get that access. Yeah, you heard that you got that. It yeah, was in a yeah. packet. Yeah. Um, the onboarding email. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of onboarding, our movie this week was the 1999 classic children's movie, Stuart Little. Stuart motherfucking Little. And I've got, you know, normally in this movie uh, or in this podcast, we we dick around and spend 20 minutes recapping the movie. Um, I would like to reserve the entire 45 minutes that we have <laughs> remaining to fight about this movie because I've got a hot take. Did not enjoy it. Them's fighting words. Um, a fight is like precisely the, what I think would be. I, 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 I would say lay out your argument first. Well, wait, hang on. Uh, I didn't realize that M. Night Shyamalan wrote it. Fucking bullshit. What? He was credited. Or maybe it's a different word with a very you're, similar you're name. You're joking. You're, what, Holy that's shit. Not, it was legitimately no M. Night Shyamalan? Uh, what was that credit? What was that credit? Why he was his name in the He wrote the screenplay. He, scro- yeah. he wrote the screenplay. <laughs> What the Click fuck? Click on it and see if it's a different <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. It's the same one. It's The guild makes you not change your name. You can't have two people in the guild with the same name. Hollywood. What Does that change f- your opinion? Fuck. 
I think that what's crazy about this... That's incredible. He didn't have a cameo, though. That's usually... He usually has a little <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock thing. And I think the biggest the biggest twist of this whole movie is that it was written by fucking M. Night Shyamalan. Right? What the fuck? <laughs> what that, if- means, that means he has two screenplays in the top in the top 10 this top is 11. number 11 but in the top 11 i don't know if he wrote the sixth sense the sixth sense uh, he must have he did he directed the shit out of it he sure he sure did um wow that's nuts <laughs> this that's amazing this i had no idea me neither i was like wait hold on a sec there's the boy um that's insane. It does not, however, change my. It does not change my. Uh, uh, Your disdain. My disdain, even a little bit. Um, <laughs> it does actually a little bit. It does change it just a little bit. Honestly, <laughs> damn, that's nuts. Does he that's, have kids? Did he have kids alive? All the time. I maybe. I don't know. I don't keep up with this. Whatever. All right. Why didn't you like it? Let's get. Let's get to it. I thought one. Let's let's break it down. Okay. Here are the things that I thought. One. The mouse looked bad. I Oh yeah. The mouse looked so bad. Scary even. The mouse it, there were there were so Did it many... look bad for the time? Did it look bad for the time? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Probably. No. I, don't I think know. it interacted with the real world pretty well. The fucking Matrix came out this year. They that's didn't have little mice. Than, yeah, that's that's like Jar Jar Binks was this year. I think it's I like, think it was compared to that. Absolutely. I'd compared to Jar Jar Binks. I think it was absolutely uh uh bad. I thought it was bad. I thought it was bad. Even <laughs> even fucking being John Malkovich had better effects than this one. What editing just, sixty John Malkoviches into his into one room is that is that your comparison? It was just it was just and the thing was like his face was always pointing in a weird direction. Yeah, so they didn't have to animate too much. It was so weird. <laughs> he, Comple- he was a creepy little motherfucker. Completely yeah. <laughs> unsettling. Okay, we can agree on this. I didn't mind it. Oh, I didn't either. I love this. Okay. Rather than me trying to shit on this movie, or we'll go we'll go shot for shot. How about that? We'll go shot sure. for shot. That was my first shot across the bow. Name something good about this movie. The screenplay was awesome. And yeah, it's written, I, wrote it. and yeah, written by a legend. I don't. Th- I don't agree. <laughs> Stacked cast. I don't know. Hugh Laurie's awesome. The mom hasn't been in very many things. Gina Davis. Yeah, she was in fucking. Thelma and Louise. She was Thelma, wasn't she? Oh yeah. She was in uh uh A League of Their Own. Um The Fly. Yeah, I, oh, see, like I hadn't even heard of that one. Wow. Okay. Well Someone didn't do their research. Clearly not. Long distance. When when do we ever? Here here's 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 what I'll say, Sparky. Okay. The movie is so simple. And the conflict is so minimal yes, that it's an enjoyable watch because you don't have to concern yourselves with true conflicts such that of, for example, going back to 8mm, what was the conflict there? 
um, snuff films. Uh, her husband yeah, had a snuff yeah. film. That's a, that's yeah. a heavy conflict. This one, cat trying to eat a mouse. You know, it's so light. I... So light. He gets to to sail little boats and drive little cars. I would do a little mousy business. Okay, I would argue that he does almost die about ten times in this movie. He's a mouse. I, I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock. I, there is some parental like child abuse. I would. I, I guess. Yeah. You know. Neglect. I would argue that the simplicity of the screenplay and the story was too simple and not actually that compelling at all. Disgust. No, I, it was just <laughs> like, it was just like movies. Okay. This is this. The, the counter brings me to my next point. Is this about mouses? Is this a metaphor for something? Cause every indication, every indication of the way this movie is set up and, and proceeds means it's about something. It ha- but it's, it's about family. It's like Ohana. It's not, you know, though. you ever see Lilo and Stitch? It's like, it's like one, I think. I think it's just about adoption, really. It's about adoption, I guess. Well, no, even then, because they really trivialize the whole adoption process. They it, make it no so easy. Duh, they're all in their little school uniforms and they're all smiling and. Like, yeah, like they're picking out fucking lobsters at the 99 Ranch (laughs) Market. Just like, oh, that one's pretty. Pick that one. Anna speaks French. Henry's captain of the football team. Yeah. No. Just like. Just like. Really. And then. And then after that, there are so many allusions to like, do you think you can handle a mouse? It's good to have like the same species. Oh, wait. Yeah. Hang on. We don't look, just because he doesn't look like me doesn't mean he's not family. All hang of that on. shit. Those I are underst- racial overtones. Those I are understand a- how that's a racial overtone. Here's my question. Were there other, like, is it under the assumption that other talking species exist in this world? Thank you. That's, I thought that too. <laughs> this is what's were, so no fucked up phased, about it. No one's phased by him talking. The cat can't talk. The this cat can talk to the mice. This is, yeah. this is what, what absolutely frustrated, frustrated, right? frustrated the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. He falls in love with a bird or some shit. Yeah. Was that, like... In pretty much every meeting, in every confrontation, people were just like, oh, they adopted a mouse. Great. Oh, he's so gorgeous. Welcome to the family. But, and that's fine. Like, if you just want to be like magical realism, fucking whatever, just people accept these crazy things as true. Why the cat can't talk is insane. Why there are not more mice around and talking and uh, why that's different at all and also the kid sees that it's fucked up like the kid <laughs> yeah that was a funny part that was if a funny he part. was if he was like if he was just like fine and like or was like i wanted a human brother and not a mouse brother fine but that was not what he said he was like are you people fucking crazy it was yeah. he honestly he went like sort of Elmo on Rocco kind of thing like what the fuck is he gonna like the, they bought of, him a bowling ball and yeah, a full sized bicycle bikes, a full sized bicycle a bowling ball 
a, an old baseball. To their credit, though, she did not say, come and meet our adopted mouse son. Yeah, you know? that was also absolutely, way to bury the lead, Gina yeah. Davis. What the fuck? Say it's a <laughs> mouse, honestly. Um, also, you just completely fucking don't get gifts for the other kid. Yeah, he, that was so sad. He was like, are any of these gifts for me? And How like, rich are they? That so fucking rich, dude. Is like what? More than sixty million. Yeah. Where are they staying? Where are they living? I mean, it, it's like it shows it being like a three-story townhouse, like, yeah. but like surrounded by these huge other buildings. So they're probably in like I don't know, Lower Manhattan, maybe the Upper East Side. But yeah, they have owned they have owned property on Manhattan for. Probably well, many like generations. Decades. Yeah. So, yeah. some money, but 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 there is a point where the uncle is who was played by the um, principal from uh, Ferris Bueller, um, whose name I'm I'm blanking on. Really, uh, the fat uncle? He's a pedophile too. Oh, Jeffrey Jones is a pedophile. Damn. Her, she got canceled for something. More than canceled, I feel like he Jeff, was like arrested. Wikipedia, Jeffrey Jones. Let me see. Criminal offenses. Ah, child porn. Yikes. Ah, yeah. damn. Ouch. 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 Oof. Ouch. No, thank you. Um, he also so. played uh, yeah, Ed Rooney in Ferris Bueller. Yikes, that's not great. Um. He uh he he gives him an old baseball. He's like, "Why don't you take your your new brother out to play catch?" And this kid is like, "What the fuck is he gonna catch it with? He doesn't have hands. What the it fuck?" Weighs am- six times his weight. He it would crush him, and and it's not. It's like you you don't get to have both. You don't get to have this kid be like, "It's a fucking mouse." Are you people insane? And also, but he can talk, Sparky. But he can talk, what? and he can ride little sailboats and it's little cars. Such an insane! It's such an insane, like fucking purgatory of the actual status of mice. So in is this, this universe. like some weird when 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 the fucking the normal kid realizes or like starts to think that it's like normal and they become friends? Yeah. Um, is that like some sense? Is there like I don't know if there's like a Stockholm syndrome I don't term know. for that, but is that is that like similar vein? I don't know. I think that he saved his boat, and that was like a whole thing. Oh yeah, no, he was they, like, oh, no, this is a sentient. It's the car. Mess. It's the car scene where they bond. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Um, so he has all of these toys, like a model, like a model uh boat and a Midwest model car. Or, yeah. And the Wild West City. Yeah, all these mini miniatures and Stuart Little feels like he's at home. Um and which is also insane because he lives in the real world. He's a mouse, like No, it makes him feel like he's normal. I guess. Because everything is mouse scale. Which which begs the question, why did they give him a a full size bed? Thank you. What the fuck? In a tiny sink? Yeah, they gave him everything. T- where, okay, where did they get tiny little women? The book, not like, a, the, like an actual person. Like the he was reading a small copy of Little Women. Hell, where he got it from? Who, hell. <laughs> who prints these books? I've never seen those books anywhere. 
Well, he did get. Uh, it was implied by the clothes scene that he was getting like doll shit, like shit for dolls. So it was yeah. like three pages of blank text because yeah, yeah, doll props it's, don't exist it's <laughs> for dolls. Um, also, wasn't the um who played the fucking um, Michael J. Fox? No, who played the the um the salesman at the doll store? It was somebody. He that looks I had familiar, not but I don't about. know. He who reminded he is. me of Fred Armisen, but it wasn't Fred Armisen. Taylor Negron. That's who it was. Oh man, what a that guy! He's like he shows up in so much weird shit. Anyway, he looks so strange. I'm sure he'd say the same about you. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he would, but just like. Is he alive? I feel like I don't want to speak ill of the dead if he died. Um, let me just back up to Taylor Negron. Oh, he did die. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. Really? When? 2015. Um, oh. Yeah. Cra- crazy, though. W- uh, wild, wild uh, look. So distinctive. Um, uh, he is sort of in that same class as... as Bobby Cannavale, where he pops up on screen, and you're like, "Is that, is that fucking Bobby Cannavale?" And you look it up, and you're like, "Holy <laughs> shit, it's Bobby Can- Bobby Cannavale's in this." Feel the same way about Taylor Negron. Great actor. Interesting. Great actor. Um. Uh. Yeah, I have I have so many problems with the tone of how Keep they deal coming. with the mousehood, huh? Keep it coming. I want. I'm curious. It's like because it could also be implied that it's like a like a a developmental disorder thing, like the way they talked about it. Like the overtones were so weird that it just it just completely was just like completely okay. <laughs> are 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 mice like a different race that have been subjugated by human by like the the white bourgeois of New York like how am I supposed Look, to feel about I this? think this movie would have made some sense in the sense that it's like oh he's just like a different child like he's supposed to represent like oh every, every kid's different but you can still make friends with everyone sort of thing if they had left out his weird mobster mice parents yes let's <laughs> skip right onto that because so there's a cat the cat is played by uh, uh Nathan Lane Nathan Lane who's you know, he does a lot with a little in this movie, as he does in so many other movies. Um, it was great, but, you know, it's Nathan Lane. He's he's going to give you everything, right? Um, and he plays Snowbell, which is not the name. Is that the name? Yeah, oh, it Snowbell. is the name. Because you keep thinking it's Snowball, but it's Snowbell. That's fucking wrong. What the fuck is this Snowbell? I think it's a type of flower. Um, I guess it is. All of the all of the pictures on on Google Images are just the cat. The cat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, and he, this cat is like, I'm a pet. That's another distinction. Pet versus yeah, part weird. of the family. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the fuck kind of world is this? How come the how come the mouse? I'm getting angry about a children's because TV they went show. through the legal adoption process of the the mouse. Why are cats not that then? And why can't cats talk? Yeah, well, he that cat had parents. So he <laughs> becomes a pet, I guess. 
I it's just that that's just too much. Yeah, this I need to see I need to see director's cut. This is only an hour twenty four. I need to see the full fucking Zack Snyder. We need the Snyder cut. cut. We need yeah. the fucking three yeah. hours the slow burn Stuart Little. Um insane. Is Stuart Little too just like him flying around in a bunch of different like model airplanes and shit? Yeah. Yeah. yeah crush on the bird. I feel like that's what it is. <laughs> um I, yeah, well, that's that's just, the poster. He's in a plane, like, I think. It's just like uh, I don't know. <sighs> it's insane. Um, <laughs> that like uh, I don't want to seem like I'm uh uh you know one of those fucking dweebazoids that is like, well, actually, in, you know, on page 69 of edition, you know, foaming at the mouth. But this is this is sort of the core of my issue with it. The rules of this universe were so weird and inconsistent and fucking Calvin Ball that it completely stripped any emotional resonance from the movie for me. That's all I'm saying. That's why I had a problem with it. Fair enough. So his mobster parents, <laughs> he he expresses wanting to see, wanting to know what happened to his real parents, and and Gina Davis and Hugh Laurie. Which, by the way, not for nothing, but the extent to which Hugh Laurie is sexually repulsive, just through and through in this movie, is a a crime. <laughs> Hugh Laurie is a charismatic, attractive amazing actor and he is a noodled like a neutered sexless ken doll in this movie and it is like a the waste. dad from family circus <laughs> yeah so far away from being like a real human dude's um, wearing a bow tie in the first scene you know it's gonna he's be he's wearing like, a bow tie in every yeah. scene really every I, scene i think pretty much every scene god he's wearing he's wearing a bow tie I can check. Bro, nobody dresses like that. No one in the universe dresses <laughs> like this. No one is as square and sexless as Hugh Laurie is in this movie. He is so deeply inoffensive that it makes me sick. It makes me fucking sick that he dresses like this. Anyway, it's just depressing. Oh, well, there he is with that. There he is, Taylor Negron. Amazing. Um, he's got a bow tie in pretty much every one of these. Except for that fucking sweater when they went to the boat races. It doesn't matter. Um, so while they're searching for the parents, these two fucking mice show up at the door and they answer it uh, like like you would. And they do like a whole, hey, down here bit, which is an, another infuriating thing because if mice are co-equal mental habit, you know, patrons of the world you would be instinctive if you hear the door knock to look down at the mice well you first look up like nor like at human height and yeah. then you would then scan which they didn't do but i usually scan anyways because what if it's just a package yeah you know? that's true that is true um i guess amazon wasn't really a thing back then no not yet just the apple of a psychopath's eye <laughs> um I yeah so it's their parents and and their fucking mobster 
you know, whatever's. They're like, hey, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, like playing it up real big. Um, and the mom is uh, Jennifer Tilly, who also plays uh, Celia in Monsters, Inc. Oh, right. Yeah. And I thought I could just recognize her as Bonnie from Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Very distinctive voice she has. Um, and, uh, and they're like, we're your real parents. We're going to take you back. We are too poor to adopt you. Uh, but flash forward, it's actually a plot by the cats, the alley cats. Um, which is another weird fucking racial overture that I did not, that they clearly did what? not want to engage with. But the um, cat mob, the cat mob, they made him Italian because you know that's safe. It's New York. It's New York. You know? they're mobsters, um, and uh, and they kidnap him essentially, and they take the convertible and, um. And they go, they go, uh, uh, you know, go back home to a, a golf course. Um, but it turns out that was just a ploy by the mob, the cat mob. Uh, and and then he has to escape, and there's a whole fucking thing. And um, and the little family prints out a bunch of posters, and um, and it goes nowhere. It doesn't matter at all for the plot. I guess they just needed a B plot to cut away to. I think it only matters because they take that photo of Stuart Little, and then he's like, see, they don't like you. They scratched you out of this photo. Yeah, when he was gaslighting him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he has, like, a weird dream where he's like, I am a little, or some shit, and then he gets in his car and yeah, drives. Yeah, he has an ayahuasca vision quest. and That was the fanciest electric little car thing that I've ever seen. Longest lasting batteries I've ever. Yeah, he drives, like, because where were they living? You know, they drove across a bridge. I don't know if it they was the drove bridge. into Brooklyn to a golf course on the water. Yeah, <laughs> and then all the way back to Lower Manhattan. I don't think yeah, I mean, no cars lasted like that. That's a far drive. It's like an hour and a half walk from that place. Yeah. Minimum. Um. Also, not for nothing, but if there are sentient talking mice, there would be Magic every cars. single one of them would be conscripted into the military. No way. There's no way they're not gonna make little <laughs> fucking tanks and and bombs that the little mice are gonna drive into a a, a hostile territory and, and detonate. No, they wouldn't give them that shit. They would just give them little like poison caps and they'd go poison. Yeah, it'd be like some CIA wire. Nothing, chewing nothing shit. so obvious yeah. on the nose. What the That's fuck was true. that, Sparky? Come on. A, a mouse-sized tank that could I could still kick that over. Yeah, <laughs> there is actually there is actually a plan. Are you guys aware of the bat bombs? I I am actually. Didn't they do that in Japan in World War Two? Oh, those are ba- the bats that drop bombs. They, they did the that idea with pigeons, was I that think. If you got a shit ton of bats, strapped small incendiary devices to them when they went to roost to go to sleep under bridges and bell towers and everything, you detonated the the incendiary device and it would just like catch fire because bats roosted where i guess fire spreads but turns out it's pretty hard to capture a bunch of bats and strap incendiary devices and it's pretty easy to uh drop massive quantities of napalm if you don't really care where you're aiming at um and destroy close to 50 percent of um the infrastructure of Japan over the over the course of six months. 
See, that's what they they wanted to do. And then in order to like really seal the deal, they had to come up with the bat bomb thing. So you could present someone with two options. Right, yeah. Knowing, you know. Well, we can carpet bomb the entirety. Well, that's, I mean, not to kill the joke, but basically the entire firebombing of Japan was just one guy who was just like, I bet I'll do this. I'll go ahead and do this. Like, no no national directive, no chief mm-hmm. of staff. Just just a guy. Just a guy on an island somewhere being like, go ahead. We got napalm. Use it. <sighs> anyway, speaking of napalm, uh, Stuart Little gets out of there um, with the help of some Agent Orange and uh, and gets back home. And I was completely unsatisfied. I think yeah, that's like the whole movie. Like they they ended it with him just going back to his family. He just goes they were home. doing like a a citywide search with the whole squad. They don't really call them back to tell them to stop searching. They just like greet Stuart Little into the home, and they're like, "All right, let's go to bed." Yeah, Miller highlights champagne and bits. <clears throat> Ryan, uh, yeah. you're such a you're a Stuart Little stand, so why don't you go ahead? Dude, I like the little vehicles that he gets. There weren't as many in this mo- movie, obviously. I, I, I was maybe I was mixing this one up with like the second one where he gets the plane. But I, I like the idea that he can just go around with like toys, and like they're actually human size, like well, mouse sized. Yeah, that was fine. That was fine. Yeah. You know, that's fun. It's a fun idea. It's fun. Yeah. It's like that movie Downsizing with the fucking... Maddie oh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Kristen Wiig. But it's not garbage. That was a shot in the dark. Well, that movie was also garbage, actually. Oh, that's true. So you admit that this movie was garbage. Yeah, that was my plot twist that I was going to say when we got to Milgram Rowe, but I spoiled it because I fucked up. But yeah. Damn. I have the hiccups. I can't <laughs> just like the milk. I can't um, keep doing this podcast. Nice, Jordan. Just like the milk. Caught that. Thank you. How about you, Jordan? You got any Miller highlights? Yeah, I like. I, I laughed with the bit where he's talking to the bully, and he's like, "Are you gonna?" St-? And uh, Jonathan Lipnicki is like, "Aren't you? Go- are you gonna stop being a jerk?" And the bully just goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> That was the that that scene was almost unwatchable. I could not stand the that boat bully. scene. Yeah, yeah. Not not because of what he was doing, just like he, the sh- like acting was poor. Yeah. So far. I mean, it was crazy because like the intent was to make those kids be like, oh, they're snooty, you know, prep school kids from New York, you know, cruel intentions yeah. sort of fellas, um, and uh. uh but we had no understanding of where, like every indication was that the little was the little family was just as rich and prosperous and preppy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're like they have to be rich as fuck. Like there's yeah. So like there's no class conflict. In the basement, they had like the fucking Mister Megorium's Wonder Emporium down there. I love that that that's still a touch point in your in your the front of your mind that you can pull it that easily. <laughs> it's good. Like Mr. Popper's penguins down there. Um uh yeah, that that was 
pretty funny how how uh, blatantly evil that kid was. Um, I think that my uh, my Miller highlight was um, <laughs> the uh, 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 yeah, I don't have one. I'm wow, sorry. not you even really little vehicles. This. I didn't care. I, you know, overall, I'm pretty neutral about it. It's just that I have to talk about it for 30 minutes that I get angry. Um, I don't know. I like the um. I don't know. Uh oh, I liked uh uh uh, what's his what's his face? The guy that I already talked about. Um, the sales guy. Yeah. Taylor Negron. I liked him. Right. He was weird and over the top and strange and really into dolls. Really into dolls. Love that. Um, uh, but that's going to bring us to Milk and Reload, the part of the podcast where you talk, uh, whether the movie is aged like a fine wine or gone stinky, sour like milk. Ryan, you already twisted it. Do you want to confirm your twist? Yeah, no, I I think that uh, there's there's the, my M Night milk mm. for you. You know, my my twist of the century where I got to uh, I went forty episodes saying that this was the best movie on our <gasps> list. When in fact, I don't think it is at all because of all the plot points that just don't fucking make sense. Even if it is for six year olds on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was just like I. It, I feel like if I put this, this would be. I've got the, the hiccups are really the, bad. I'm the sorry. mouse was fucked. The animation was so not. The, the mouse was gross. It was so distasteful. It was so distasteful. That you can't, you know. I can and I will. I, I, I do. Are you going to be Are you gonna be the one, Jordan? Or are you going to say Merlot? I am, actually. Fuck you. You're damn right I am. Why? This I was just going to say there's, this movie, uh, it's oh. very easy to poke holes in it. Like extremely easy, but I don't know. Like you know, it was it's cute, it's entertaining. I would I take might, my kid to see it. I might say I might be swayed only by the fact that it is in fact um, one hour and twenty minutes. Oh shit! You're right. Fuck! <laughs> it is super short. Um, yeah, you gotta love that. Um, no, I'm still saying milk. I feel like if I, I feel like if your kid liked this movie back in the day and made you play it over and over and over again, it would drive you insane. Or maybe you could tune it out. There's no singing, so it's like, you know, at the very least, there's no singing. But, yeah, how do you get Nathan Lane and then don't have any singing? That's true. Like as a well, didn't he sing in Cats? Was Nathan Lane in Cats? The new one? I don't know. I, I never watched it. The new one, yeah. You'd think he was. No, that was a uh, fucking the fucking James Corden. <laughs> oh, that's right. Ugh. Ew. So so bad. Have you seen that? There's a pe- there's a petition going around to keep. Uh, uh, James Corden out of some other movie they're making. Yeah, they're like making a, a um, I don't know what 
adaptation they're doing, but it's like keep James Corden out of it. We don't want to see him. I didn't. He start. He started off as like a musical theater guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then he got the Tonight or the whatever the, the, the late, fucking late show. show. And then it turns out he was a total prick or something, and now people are pissed at him because he sucks. Also, just the like petition. The petition is keep James Corden out of the out of Wicked the movie. Um, it has a hundred and seven thousand signatures. <laughs> Pretty that is funny. Insanely impressive, I will say. Pretty funny. Oh wait, I almost forgot. Was oh, it confirmed yeah. that he was yeah. going to be in the movie? Or no, um, it's just it's just you get the sense. It's just preemptive. You just know. Mm-hmm. I must feel bad for him, but also like you've been in enough. I'm I'm sure he's. It's great. also it's not from left field. Right, yeah. It's like you've been in all of them so far. Like so so many movies uh of of stage plays. Wait, what else has he been in besides cats? I don't even remember. He was in uh let me see. He was in Into the Into the Woods. Oh, I didn't even bother with that one. He was in I seen any of them. Uh uh let's see. Let's see. He was in um uh, the prom. Did you guys see the prom? No, no. It's very. Campy. Oh, was that the Netflix movie? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Shit. That's one of the worst movies I've ever it seen. It was. It was very. <laughs> it was very it campy. Is, Didn't it love is it. Painful. Yeah. He was also in Yesterday, and none of these. Oh, he's are, hardly uh, in Yesterday though. Are explicitly. Yeah, none of these are like explicitly. Um, uh, singing roles like the cats one was he was like in it actually not like on his show yeah but like at the same time at the same time it was like you you know it's happening he always does just seem to be around that kind of stuff I don't know he didn't ruin cats I mean we can say that like cats I mean certainly that that scene with him and uh, Rebel Wilson as the little cats and mice was a really bad omen for the rest of the movie, but because it sucked so bad. Um, anyway, I mean the animation or like whatever the fuck CG was just horrendous. I heard in the until I want to see the edited. I want to see the cut of, that they have buttholes because they they have buttholes in in one of the cuts. Oh fucking a! No way. How do you so, know? Is it like? Is oh, it like the? This is widely like a known. Confirmed secret. This like is that that's got to be the... on some piracy. Like someone has to have it. Like yeah, the, I would um... do. I would do absolutely anything to get a hold of the butthole <laughs> cut. <laughs> Release the Snyder butthole cut. It's four and a half hours long, and it's mostly butthole. <laughs> kind of like the Snyder Justice League. Hey, damn. Nice. Burn. Um, I did have. You yeah, burn. Uh, a coworker who is very defensive of it. That I didn't bother there. watching it. Who's got three hours to spend? I watching? know. I was like, like I watched it. I, I pre-employment. Jeez. Well, well, that's fine. Was it good? Yeah, pre. I mean, I would never go to bat for it, and I would never be like that was the shittiest thing I've ever seen. Though that's such a funny oh, okay. way to. I, I would never go to bat for it. Well, I had a coworker go to bat for it, and. I told him it was really funny. I told him straight up. I was like, "I'm not gonna watch this movie. I'm not gonna spend three hours of my movie watching time watching Zach 
Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> Those are longer than three hours. Oh yeah, that was the, that was what I said, and he was like, "Well, actually, it's, it's like four hours." hours. And I was like, I "Well, thought, get yeah. the fuck out now." It's long as shit. Um, so I uh, and then, do you think that deterred him from extolling all of the virtues of the Zack Snyder Justice League? No, it did not. No, it did. Oh wait, that's what. Wait, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the Bat? We're talking about the Justice League. Snyder Whatever cut, the right? Snyder cut was. Yeah, the Justice League, where all of them are together, yeah, but like, like where three, they. It's three episodes. It's like three two hour episodes. Oh my God. Fuck off. Or three. Uh, it's long as shit. Um, yeah, that's too much. That's too much. I, I, I have told, I think you two, that as soon as we're done with this fucking movie. Hey! What's that? Uh, the Bengals won. The Bengals won? Yeah. Why did you want that to happen? <laughs> Fuck the Chiefs. Oh. Sports betting? You're not even betting? Get money down? No. I Damn. was really good at sports betting. Um, I, uh, I, m- me, my friend Luke, and our friend Sports all uh, uh, had over-unders and um, uh, uh, spread bets on every game of the season for the first 10 weeks before Luke moved and we couldn't do it anymore. Um <laughs> Which and one was the one who was like Rain Man, but for sports? I don't know. James Holtzauer? No, your friend. Oh. Uh, 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 I'll, ble- I'll bleep that out. Um, Thanks, I'll, I'll make it sound so it sounds like he's a beep, so it sounds like you called him a slur. Um, <laughs> uh, no, this is this is sports. Sports is the Rain Man for sports. Ah. Um, I was the only one in the positive uh, I think sports was like down negative twenty one dollars if you had one dollar bets, uh, maybe more. I was up like three and a half, and Luke was about break even. And my strategy was I wrote a MATLAB script that randomly picked a number between one and four, and uh, and had an outcome of betting the over, the home covers, the away covers, and the under. Um, and I I I was there was one week where I got. 14 of 16. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, they had a monkey do stock betting for like a quarter and it per- outperformed like all major Yeah, like, absolutely. metrics. Speaking of money, this movie had a production budget of 105 million dollars. Fuck off. Okay, now you're going <laughs> to now you're going to defend the CGI quality of that fucking mouse. <laughs> He's not even here. Yeah, Jordan's not even here anymore. What's up? <laughs> this movie had a budget of $105 million. Holy snap. <laughs> yeah, defend that shit. That I don't know. Are you going to give us the legs, Ryan? I can't explain where that would have gone. It went to Michael J. Fox. Went, I guess it all went to Michael J. Fox. Yeah. And- uh, the legs on this were pretty big, unlike Stuart Little's uh, 8.74. This is pretty good, right? I mean, yeah, it's obviously going to climb as we... I guess We did so. have some outliers with like 14 and 11 in between. Oh, and then Galapagos. Cannot, 40. Cannot forget Galapagos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, that's going to do it for Stuart Little. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, you can join us next week when our movie will be the 1999 classic, 
found footage horror movie, The Blair Witch Project. I'm I've not never th- seen that. I'm not, I have Neither not seen I. it either. I'm not thrilled. Three film students vanish after traveling into a Maryland forest to film a documentary on the local Blair Witch legend, leaving only their footage behind. Spooky. Spooky, spooky, spooky. <laughs> yeah, that's I needed to uh I needed to get out of get off of my hiccups. Um You're welcome. Or you could have that chronic disease where you just now have hiccups for the next thirty years. Oh, I didn't want to know about that existing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be in the dark on that one. Well, that's 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 the podcast. <laughs> We've only got ten more after this one, so stick with us. Um, I have been your no-smoking host, Sparky Shelton. I've been your peanut-free table host, Jordan. And as always, I'm Ryan. And now...